Okay, I want to talk about anxiety in this podcast. I hear a lot of people talk about anxiety. They're experiencing anxiety during COVID. They don't know what to do about anxiety. Um, I want to talk about anxiety. What is anxiety? Basically, it's an unpleasant state of inner turmoil. Um, it's just the way that we feel inside. It's an emotion. Um, and it's, it's an unpleasant feeling. And, you know, usually it's like worry, like some people will describe it as worry or <clears throat> like a fight or flight emotion, state of emotion, restlessness or muscular tension, fear <clears throat> or an immediate threat. Or it, anxiety can also involve the expectation of a future threat. You know, that's all anxiety. Uh, people may facing anxiety may withdraw from situations which may have provoked anxiety in the past. So there's a lot of different types of anxiety. Um, anxiety disorders differ, you know, just from person to person. Um, and they differ from transient fears or anxiety, often stress induced. So, I mean, what's the difference between anxiety versus fear? Anxiety is related to a specific behavior. It's a fight or flight response. It's kind of a, you could define it as a defensive behavior or escape or wanting to escape. You get triggered by something. And it occurs in situations where it's either perceived as uncontrollable, like you can't control it, or it's unavoidable. Um, and fear is very similar. Fear and anxiety can be differentiated in a few different ways. The duration of the emotional experience, the focus, the, the type of threat, and the motivated direction. Fear is short-lived. It's present-focused. So fear is present. It's in the present. You know, it's like if, if someone... Um, if something's coming at you, say... If a car is coming at you and you're in your car and you need to swerve out of the way, that's going to generate fear. It's it's temp it's temporary and it's it's a specific threat, but it's in the um, it's in the present moment. Okay, um, and it's a motivated direction. Fear is short lived. And you're facilitating, you're facilitating escape from the threat. So you may swerve your car to get out of the way. That's fear. Just to give you an example. Anxiety, on the other hand, is long acting. It's future focused. It's focused towards a, a diffuse threat. And there's a potential threat. And so... Oftentimes, anxiety can be, you know, we, we may have a repressed memory. I'll just give you an example. We may have a memory that we've repressed from, I'll just make up something. 
we fell off our bike at age seven. We fell off our bike, we skinned our knee, and it was just a simple accident. We just kind of, you know, we were just learning how to ride a bike. So as an adult, every time we get on a bike, we may experience severe anxiety, and we may not know why. Like whenever we get around a bike, whenever we get on a bike, we experience anxiety. So what we need to do is release that traumatic memory that that person experienced when they were eight years old. They repressed it so they can't even remember it. They can't access it. That's why people go to therapy. You know, this we have anxiety because of certain repressed memories. So if a person goes to therapy and finally that memory comes up, it pops up and they're like, oh, I remember now when I was eight years old and I fell off the bike. That releases that anxiety from their body and from their mind when they were a child. And that part of themselves gets integrated back into their psyche. And then the next time they go to get on the bike, they're going to think to themselves, okay, when I was eight years old, I fell off the bike. Everything's okay. I'm fine. No one, you know, I may have gotten hurt when I was eight years old, but I'm an adult now and I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back on that bike and I'm going to learn and master how to ride a bike again without fear or anxiety. It's just an example. You know, sometimes, you know, anxiety can be just debilitating. We can get panic attacks. You know, every person's different, so every person has different memories. And and that's what makes it so challenging. And that's also why I don't like labels. You know, when a person or a doctor will say, oh, you're diagnosed with having, you know, uh, social anxiety. Well, it may be just one memory from when they were a kid. And once they release that memory, all that social anxiety will go away. But the medical community likes to put us into these boxes And then we are forever labeled as having social anxiety or having, you know, certain defects. And I don't like that because we can heal ourselves. That's why people go to therapy. We release these traumatic memories and then the anxiety goes away. You know, being a child, although, you know, a lot of us have know fond memories of being a child we have a lot of fun and we learn and we're growing and there's a lot of playing and coloring and learning the alphabet but also being a child is very difficult it's not easy growing up you know a lot of us have memories that were difficult or we had teachers that were mean or we had parents that were mean or cruel and those mean and cruel memories you know, get trapped in our minds. And we, when we're children, we repress those memories. And so when we're adults, we don't remember the memory. We only feel the anxiety. We feel the nervous agitation. 
we feel like, oh, I need to move away because I'm feeling really anxious right now. I went to the doctor and the doctor prescribed me as having social anxiety. Well, you know, you might have just experienced something bad when you were five years old. You know, maybe you were late for a class, you know, in kindergarten. Or maybe you didn't share a toy and another child got mad at you and and punched you in the arm. Maybe that's the traumatic memory. And so when we go back into our psyche as an adult and we reprocess or we release our traumatic memories that we experienced as a child, we often see the memories as being not as traumatic because we're seeing them through the eyes of an adult. But when you're a child, everything seems so big and large and grand and scary. You know, teachers looked like they were 10 feet tall because we were so little. We were only two feet tall or three foot tall. So adults looked really huge just from a vantage point from a scale standpoint you know adults look very large you know when you're two years old you're you're tiny so there's you know when you when you start releasing these memories the social anxiety and the anxiety that your body experiences and your mind experiences it goes away you know a lot of people experience negative sleeping patterns, you know, changes in habits or, you know, increase or decrease in food intake. Um, All of that is just a reaction that something's wrong. Something needs to be released. The emotional effects of anxiety may include feelings of dread or trouble concentrating, feeling tense or agitated or jumpy or irritable, restless, or feelings, you know, danger, or your mind goes blank. That's another one, your mind just goes blank and you're like, oh my God, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. And that's okay. Some people have nightmares. Some people have obsessions. Some people have, you know, feeling like everything is scary or helpless. You know, you may have chest pains, like you're having a heart attack. This intense fear is real, but the goal is to release these old memories that are trapped from when you were young. You know, symptoms of anxiety may include migraines, headaches, vertigo, you know, stomach pain, nausea, diarrhea dry mouth, you know, shortness of breath, you know, heart palpitations, fatigue, itchy skin, frequent urination. There's, the list goes on and on and on. We get physical symptoms when, you know, our mind is not in sync when we have a lot of traumatic memories that we've repressed we need to release them set set them free 
and that our body is set free along with it. You know, people go to the gym because they want to be strong and they want muscles or they want to be fit. Well, when you go to a therapist, it's the same thing. It's the same concept, but you're going for your mind. It's to to keep a strong mind. And just like when you go to the gym, you want to reduce the fat. You know what? You want to reduce, you know, the body fat and build muscle. Well, it's the same with going to a therapist. You want to reduce the anxiety and build up cognitive strength. I think, you know, there's so much negative stigma centered around mental health. And it's really not that scary. I think it's scary for a lot of people just to start, to start the process. But once you start going and you start releasing these memories, you'll feel so much better. You know, our medical industry loves medicating people. They love getting people on pills. But going back to the bike analogy, imagine if you're taking antidepressants and, and you know, all, you know, Xanax and all this medication. And, and if the issue was you just had fear of falling off your bike at eight years old, imagine that. You just got to pull that memory up and heal that memory and you're good to go. You get back on your bike. Sometimes the memories are as simple as that. Sometimes the memories are worse than that. It depends on the person. But the goal is to heal. And memories have already happened. So it's not like they're going to happen to you in the future. They've already happened to you. So you just have to bring them up and heal them. They're in the past. 